It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers pick up another win as they return to Neville. They destroy Alabama A&M 84-54. Didn't quite cover. They were covering for most of the game. They didn't quite cover. Uh, it was 30 and a half this morning. I do think it moved closer to time. I got it at 30 and a half. So that's, that's a bummer. But you got to love. You have to love what you saw from these Auburn Tigers. A very selfless team on offense. It seems like the communication is getting better on defense. But as we have this conversation about this game, let's just go ahead and address the caveat. Yes, it was Alabama A&M. They're not a great basketball team, but still I think we can learn more about this team based on how they played. So let's just have that caveat for everything moving forward. As far as what they did early, they jumped on a big run. It took forever for Alabama A&M to score. You love that. But what have we talked about for every game this season? It's either been a run at the end of the first half or there hasn't been. And it was a 21 to one run to finish the first half. If Auburn does that again, like, I mean, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose if you do that, which was incredible. So props to them. I don't care who they're playing against. I don't care that it's Alabama A&M. If you can end the first half like that, you feel good about what they're able to do. Because that just shows consistency over a large period of time on both sides of the floor. And that's something that I think these Auburn teams have missed over the last season was just how inconsistent they've played. I think you're seeing a little bit more consistency get built with this roster. And, and I think as it's older, you bring in a bunch of transfers, and really with the exception of Aiden Holloway, a lot of these guys are older and Trey Donaldson. So outside of your point guards, a lot of these guys are older, more experienced. And I think that's something to feel good about um, moving forward. So. I love that. I love that. Welcome on in, everybody, on the live chat. Go ahead and drop um, your takes and questions. I will need to address some of those because it's just me. I'm solo. No Daryl Daprich. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for tuning in. My first thing I want to talk about is, is the new faces on this team. They appear to uh, they appear to be getting more and more comfortable night in and night out, which you absolutely love. Um, Baker Mazzara. He is becoming more and more of just a dude who is everywhere. And I know one of four shooting six points. I don't care. He's everywhere. It seemed like anytime there was a play, he was supporting it somehow. Four rebounds, six assists. Seemed like he was always making the right decision with the basketball. Chad Baker, Mazzara, I love it. I love this, uh, this ascendance that we're starting to see from him. And I think by the time conference play rolls around, he's going to be used to this speed that he needs to be playing with this uh, Bruce Pearl offense. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And also, it seems like he's just, all these guys are moving. It's like they know where to go. It's like they're thinking less. Once again, Alabama A&M. But still, I just think the way that these new guys are moving, I love it. The second guy, Aiden, another new face. I love that he felt comfortable enough to shoot seven threes. Two of seven from behind the arc. Don't love that. But the fact that the true freshman feels comfortable enough to throw up seven threes, I'm cool with that. Props to Aiden. Aiden can shoot seven threes a game. I don't care if they all go in or not. I'm all about it. 
But Chaney Johnson, this to me was the best game that Auburn has seen of Chaney Johnson, which I love, which I love. So physical, was all over the place. Six of eight from the floor for 15 points. Now, when Chaney was added, I thought he was added for the threes. And that may come. That may come over the course of his first season as an Auburn Tiger. But as of right now, I don't believe he's made a shot from three. He only shot one tonight, which I think was the right move. Because Alabama A&M had no answer for him when he was attacking the basket. And I think Auburn's going to need more of those dudes. Right. I mean, we've talked so much about scoring from deep and how they've gotten better this season from the past two years in doing that. You still need guys who can attack the basket. And I think Trey Donaldson can do it. I think Janai Broom obviously can do it. But seeing Chaney Johnson do it tonight, I love that. I love everything about what he was able to do. Once again, the caveat of it's Alabama AM, sure, but you got to do it against those teams before you can do it against everybody else. So I love that. Denver Jones, the other new face that we've talked about consistently, had more of a laid-back game, but we know what Denver Jones can do. I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned, and I see um, Raven saying, "Well, it's hoping Denver would have a better game." I don't really think he had a bad game. I just don't really, I don't really think he was that involved. I mean, he was three of six shooting. He scored eight points, two rebounds. He only had one turnover. Like, I'm okay with it. In 17 minutes, I just don't think he really played a lot. And that's okay because Denver's going to have his nights. We know this. Denver's going to have his nights where he has a hard time missing the basket, and it's going to be great. So I I don't have an issue with the way that Denver played. So live chat, fill me in. What did you think about the new faces, our newer guys? I think they're getting more comfortable. I think they're getting more comfortable. It passes the eye test. I think the stats speak for themselves based on what we saw against Alabama A&M tonight. I love it. I am all about it. Chris says, seems like the new players have brought the old players to a whole new level. Sure. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that take, Chris. I uh, I, I really am. I really am. I, 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 once again, I think, I don't think Denver's in a slump. I'm seeing a few of you say Denver's in a slump. I, I disagree. I just don't think he played that much. I don't think he played, what did we just say? We just said 17 minutes? Yeah, 17 minutes. He didn't need to play more. He didn't need to do anything else. It was fine. I think Denver's fine. I think Denver's fine. Um, Newer guys look good. Older guys, not so much. Jared, I thought everybody looked fine tonight, really. I mean, your older guys, Jalen Williams, 10 points on three of four shooting, made half of his three-pointers. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with what Trey Donaldson did tonight. Chris Moore only shot it once, so you're not going to see a whole lot of production from him. I don't know. Like a lot of these dudes weren't asked to do a whole lot tonight, which is once again okay. That is okay. I, I think that's the point of having a team with a bunch of guys that you feel comfortable playing. And this was a weird game, right? I mean, they started Dylan Cardwell, they started Trey. You didn't see Aiden or Janai Broom out there to start the game and Maybe Bruce is trying something. I'm sure they're going to talk about that in the press conference. And if somebody sees the reasoning for that, please put it in the chat because I'd love to know. Jesse's asking the same question. Yeah, if somebody sees that comment from Bruce Pearl and a presser, because I'm sure he will be asked that. If not, um, no, he will be asked that. I'm pretty confident he'll be asked that. So I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Um, I, I'm curious if it's just a, hey, Dylan deserves it kind of thing or or what, or if it's strategic. I don't know. 
against Alabama A&M, so they probably felt like they could try some different things to see what it looks like. I don't know, just a guess here. If somebody sees that answer from Bruce, please put it in the live chat or text me if you have my number. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, Where Eagle Wyoming says best game of the year for Dylan Cardwell, I think. Sure, I think he looked good last game against uh, the Bonnies as well. The whole six of six from the charity stripe last game I loved, but I think Dylan looked good tonight as well. Three of five from the floor, nine rebounds. He didn't have a, a, a foul, which is unique for Dylan. So yeah, sure, I'm fine with that. If you want to say this was Dylan's best game of the season so far, I'm 100% okay with that. I think the other big takeaway from tonight, guys, is Auburn now goes into this stretch. They don't play again until next Wednesday. They don't play again until next Wednesday. It'll be part of the the SEC, ACC Challenge, Virginia Tech. And they're healthy. At the start of the season, there was so much concern about health. Aiden Holloway was seen in a boot, right? We were freaking out. What exactly did that mean? Janai Broom like injured his shoulder in the exhibition game. What did that mean? And then there were rumors, or I don't, I mean, Bruce Pearl confirmed it. What rumors? Bruce Pearl confirmed that Denver kind of had to leave practice early while they were in Brooklyn. And so there was a lot of concerns like, oh my gosh, is Denver Jones okay? So there's been a lot of storylines about how there's been some like threats of injuries on this team. And tonight, everybody was healthy. They talked about that in the in the pregame show on the radio broadcast. And now they go, they got a week off. They got a week off, and this team is still healthy. I think it's a very underrated part of this, especially with how some of these uh storylines popped up early. I think that's very, very um an underrated part of this. And I think I don't think we should ever take that for granted. So um, all right, Berman had a good night. Man, it was good to see more guys play. I just think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Sonny Smith talked about it on the call about how important it is to get these guys. They work their tails off in practice. And it sounds like Bruce Pearl works these kids out in practice a ton. So props to them for doing all of that. So, excuse me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think everything about tonight was awesome. And it was nice to go into halftime and not be stressing about a game. It's like, oh my gosh, is Auburn going to play to their level of the opponent? They didn't do that, which is nice. Um, especially for Auburn folks, I think we really needed that. I think we needed to have that in the sport for just uh, for just a few minutes. So I think that's great. Oracle Wyoming with a good point here. There really isn't a significant drop-off in production no matter what five BP rolls out there. That's going to be a difference maker later in the year, especially against these opponents. I do wonder if that's going to change in SEC play. And I think the biggest drop-off from like the starter to the backup is center. And so I kind of wonder if that was the thought process with Bruce starting Dylan just to see what it looked like. If Dylan were to play with those guys and then the first group that subs in, you bring in an Aiden for a tray and you bring in a Janai, then you can kind of keep some more of those pieces in there. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I think Janai is enough of a team player to like be okay with all of that. But I don't know. Chrissy says, I don't like that Auburn gets a lead, then goes into a lull. It's It lost the game against Baylor. Chrissy, I'm going to need you to be more specific on that because 
they had a big lead and like the other team's going to score points. There's going to be streaks where Auburn gets outscored against anybody. It's just how basketball works. But the end of the half, the 21 to one run. I mean, I don't think we can ask for much more than that. I'm not saying you're wrong, Christy. I just want you to be more specific on that. If you don't mind, just so I can kind of understand your point. All right. A lot of folks talking about three point percentage. Yeah. I think there's two things and it doesn't matter who you play. It's all about you. It's all about Auburn. So we'll discuss that in just a moment on this Locked on Auburn postcast. But we got to talk about our athletic brewing game changer of the night. I'm going with Chaney Johnson. Who do y'all think? Who's your game changer of the game? But, you know, I, I think with athletic brewing, much like Chaney Johnson changed the game tonight with his physical play and ability to attack the basket, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, which is great. And you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so let's discuss the three free throws and three-point shooting. Free throws for the night, 26 of 36, and that just shouldn't happen. That just should not happen. Especially with this roster, with how good of a shooting roster this is. And it wasn't like anybody really stunk from the charity stripe. It's just a bunch of guys missed one or two shots, and it added up because they got to the, uh, to the free throw line so much. So I didn't love that. I didn't love that. And then, yeah, three-point shooting, like you guys are saying. Six of 24. And especially when you take into account how strong they started, I think they made their first one or two, and then all of a sudden it's like after that it was just nothing. It was just nothing. And maybe then for folks that were kind of picking on Denver earlier, maybe that's when you say, hey, Denver, kind of get us, get us a three, kind of get this going. But – Guys, this game was just never in question. I mean, Auburn won by 30. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think the mentality changed a little bit. They they attacked the ball more. And, and, and then also, I mean, the, the second half was just abysmal with, with the way it was officiated. Like, I don't get what anybody got out of the game being called that way. It's just ridiculous. Justin says it was a good game. I agree. I agree. But we can nitpick, and we also can add the caveat that it's Alabama A&M. So I, everybody has, everybody has um, opinions there for sure. Um, all right. What were y'all's thoughts? What were y'all's thoughts on the game as we kind of open this up? I mean, there's not a whole lot to really break down here outside of what we already touched on. Ethan says... 
Every game this year, Auburn has come out pretty slow in the second half. Why are they losing so much energy? And I don't, Ethan, I don't know if it's every game, but I guess that was the case tonight. But what do you, what, at some point, like, what do you have to get up for? Um, once again, they were up 30 points. Like, I don't know. If that becomes an issue, like once conference play rolls around or once they're playing a team of equal, equal footing, I think it's a bigger conversation. And sure, you could say Baylor. You could say Baylor, but that was also like the first game of the season. I think there's a lot of different variables that go into that. But sure, sure. I mean, that that could be a concern. I'm not quite there yet to con- be concerned about that. But if you want to, if you want to nitpick on that, I'm totally, I get it. I totally get that. Jared says, I want to see us put two good halves in a game. Uh, I mean, sure, that's the goal. But once again, if Auburn scores 49 points in one half and 35 in the other, they're going to win 90 to 95% of those games. Especially because this team's still learning how to play defense together. So I know they got outscored in the second half, 39 to 35. I get it. I get it. But they also played walk-ons. They also didn't play their full rotation for the entire game. And they played a lot of different dudes. So once again, like I, I, I don't know if that's really like the thing I want to focus on, but y'all are right. Y'all are right. I mean, as far as being outscored in the second half, that's that is factually true. How much weight does it carry? I don't know. I don't know. Raven, I love this point. Tonight was a game for us to work on chemistry, and we did that. We have we will learn from this and get better. I, I'm with you because I think that goes back to what we started with. The new guys, the new guys. Chad Baker, Mazzara certainly looks more comfortable. Janie Johnson certainly mo- looks more comfortable. Aiden shot the ball more. I still think they're trying to figure out the dynamic between Aiden and Trey, and that's just going to take time. I think they got to figure out the rotation. I don't love that we're switching back and forth with who's starting at the one. I think that's something that needs to be figured out sooner rather than later, just because we got to settle in to figure something out. And I get not starting Aiden for the first two games of the season, but then you start him in the Brooklyn games and now you're starting Trey again. That, that one to me is interesting. I don't love that. Once again, if somebody sees the quote from Bruce talking about that, I'd, I'd love to discuss that. Jesse saying the team gives me 2019 vibes. That'd be awesome. Where you go, Wyoming. The defense on this team is still getting pretty crazy and going to get better. The depth and athleticism is going to make us a nightmare for teams later in the season. The length, the length for this team is what's going to be so, so fun. And, And all these guys are just getting better and better and more and more comfortable with what they're doing. You see that on the offensive side. Over time, you're going to see that on the defensive side. And talk about this 2019 team, you know, which is always the goal, right, is to accomplish what the 2019 team did with, with their tournament run. Everybody talks about what Jared Harper and Bryce Brown did shooting the basketball, and obviously that was very important. But that team over the course of the season got so much better defensively, so much better, where Entering SEC play, it was fine, but then towards the end of conference play, it's like, yeah, Auburn's got one of the best defenses in the conference, and then ultimately they went on a major run and made history, which was all exciting, which is what we're trying to chase and get back back to. 
I think this team is going to get so much better over the course of the season defensively for the reasons that we've discussed tonight, but just overall athleticism, chemistry still being up in the air, and overall selflessness of this team. I mean, Bruce has got a certain type character guy that he goes after. I think he's got a full team of them. I don't know if he's had that the last few seasons. He's got it this year. I think it's just going to take time. This defense will get significantly, significantly better. Raven asked, Zach, what do you think about Trey and Holloway being on the court at the same time? I do. I was told from a source that they ran that when Denver was hurt and did not practice for the Brooklyn stuff. So they've got it. They've worked on it. Um, I'm certainly okay with it. My question is, if you have both point guards on the floor at the same time, sometimes subbing out of that could be difficult. So you'd have to stagger your subs to some point where, let's say you started, let's say you started Trey, and then you would have to move Trey from the one to the two and sub out whoever you started the two, I guess Denver. And then like, I don't know, how long can you keep that, that, grouping in there i don't know subbing out of it might be interesting but there may be a game plan where it makes sense and you see more of it doug says harper and mccormick are much quicker and better athletes than trey and holloway i don't know if i agree with that i don't know if i agree with that better athletes i don't know better basketball players maybe but still i i don't i don't know I mean, Jared Harper was special, and I think McCormick was a, is vastly underrated with what he did while he was at Auburn. But let's let's don't worry about that. Let's let Trey and Holloway be you know Trey and Aiden. Uh, I don't think I don't think either of those guys are going to be Jared Harper. But also, I think Aiden Holloway and Trey Donaldson can do things that Harper. Uh, wasn't able to. So let's let these guys just be separate players. Um, because I think from a roster standpoint, an athleticism standpoint, like this roster may be more athletic than the final four one. It's just, they peaked at the right time. We'll, we'll, let's, let's, let's hope that this team can do the same thing. Cause that's the beauty of all of this is Auburn's able to do a lot of good things early in the season against lesser competition. There's that caveat again. But they've got so much more room to improve. And I think that's what folks should be excited about with watching this team. Um, people talking about, yeah, Raven saying Trey's athletic. I agree. I agree. I got you, Doug. Yeah, Doug saying I mentioned the 2019 just showing the comparison. Sure. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I like the depth of this team better. I like the potential of this team better, which I know is ridiculous to say because they went to the Final Four. But I just think the upside as far as Overall basketball talent. Now, that doesn't always work out in March just because that's the nature of a single elimination tournament. But, I mean, I love this roster. And the more I watch them play, the more I like what this roster could potentially become. So, I think Trey is getting better and better as a shooter. And I know he didn't go do anything super crazy tonight. What was Trey's stat line tonight? He only scored six points. But he shot it, you know, five times, made it to the free throw line twice, made both shots. I mean, I don't think Trey did anything bad. This is just a weird game where it's like Auburn, Auburn blew him out and there wasn't anything, there wasn't anything crazy. So 
Uh, we'll go live. We'll stay here for a few more minutes, guys, and then we'll uh, we'll head out. So if anybody has any questions or or thoughts, let's go ahead and go ahead and get them in the live chat. My mom's in here, so that means my dad's watching. Everyone say happy birthday, Richard. That is my dad. We just celebrated the big 6-0 earlier today. So congrats, Dad. Love you so much. Happy birthday. Um, I do wonder, like, are we going to talk about, like, and this isn't a bad thing, but are we going to continue the comparisons between the guards and what we saw in 19? We've just done that, I think, almost every time we've done one of these, which is, which is once again, fine. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. But sometimes it's been comparing Aiden and Sharif, not always Aiden and the 2019 guys. So that's kind of funny. Storm says, which I still don't believe that's your real name, 2013 SEC champs, unless they don't hit free throws, they run into a dominant post presence, which they might, right? I mean, th there's a lot of that happening in this conference. You got to feel good about what Arkansas is doing. You got to feel good about what Alabama is going to be able to do. I think they're in a similar situation with the reload. I, I think Alabama's a little underrated this season. I know. Boo. Six. But also Kentucky. Like, Kentucky is overachieving right now, and their three seven-footers aren't all, like, they're not playing yet. And so I just think when Kentucky's three seven-footers come back, or even if they get two of them back, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. Yes. Davis saying, go Richard. Jesse saying, happy birthday, Zach's dad. Happy birthday, Richard. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Thank you all for the, the love for my pops. My kids call him Pop Pop. That's his real name now. Doug saying, I think Chaney could be huge for us this year. So tonight was the first night where I really bought into what Chaney can do offensively. And I'm, I'm blaming myself for that because I assumed that he would be used differently than he was tonight. And there's a chance that this changes. I think he's 0 for 6 from 3 on the season. You got to think that gets better. You got to think if Chaney can develop the ability to score from 3 through stretches of this season, it's only going to expand, one, his ability to attack the, uh, attack the rim with the basketball. And two, it'll open everything else up too. So I, I can't wait to see Chaney develop that next part of his offensive game for sure. Um, Zach is asking, and I've had a few people, other people ask this, why was Pearl so fired up at the end of the game at the point guard that was in the game? I'm not sure. I missed that. I was setting up this live stream. So that's something where if Daryl was here, he probably would have seen it. So that's on me, guys. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, all of you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We're going to still have a, uh, shows every single day this week. So uh, tomorrow, we, uh, we talk recruiting. Auburn's Iron Bowl. Visitors list is stacked. We also talk with Auburn quarterback Hank Brown on tomorrow's podcast. On Thursday, it's a crossover with Luke Robinson of Locked On Bama. And on Friday, we uh, we preview the Iron Bowl with Jake Crane. And then Daryl returns Sunday morning. Daryl's doing family stuff this week. So uh, Daryl returns Sunday morning as we recap the Iron Bowl. Hopefully we win. Fingers crossed. We'll see. But I'm thankful for all of you. Y'all are the best. My dad says thanks for all the uh, for the birthday wishes. So y'all are the best. Thank y'all so much for doing that. 
Um, cool. Everybody hit that subscribe button, like the video, all that good stuff. See you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.